Hello, book lovers, and welcome to Rather Be Reading. You're Alyssa. And you're Persephone. Join us as we talk about our most recent reads and all things bookish. Here is the next chapter. Hello! Hello. <laughs> welcome to another another podcasting moment. Another episode. Another episode, another Here chapter. Here we go. Another, yeah. another turn of the page. Yeah, no, <laughs> Get as many book puns in as we can. I mean, yeah, I got That's the whole point. Keep yeah. it punchy. Keep exactly. It <laughs> keep it fresh. Okay, tell me everything. Okay, so I have updates for this week. Welcome. Your little llama <laughs> notebook is so cute. I know my mom got it for me. That's Isn't it adorable? So okay, so my updates for this week. So the first is that I read a book called This Is How You Lose the Time War. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, I hadn't either until it kind of went viral in a funny way. Ooh. A Twitter account mm-hmm. with the username Biggles Dickless. <laughs> tweeted that. Basically, I don't care who you are, you have to read this book. And for some reason, it went completely, that that tweet went completely viral. And this book picked up, like, a ton of attention. Do you think it was the author in disguise? I don't think so, because I think it's, like, a a long-standing account. What? Someone named Bigelist Dickless who read this book (laughs) and was like, yo, you gotta read it. And so everyone did, and it went kind of viral for a while. But I ended up reading it. It's a novella. Uh It's pretty short. And it's really hard to describe kind of what it's about. It's basically like a queer time-traveling romance Uh story, but it's like really intricate and complex. These two women who are Mm -hmm. each a part of like a it's like a dystopian world, and they're Uh each part of these agents of these like warring factions who are I don't even know what their goal is, but they're at war, Uh and so they are like time travelers who kind of go throughout time and will like alter events to change different threads of time to try and ultimately win this time war. Uh They end up kind of leaving notes for each other at various points throughout time. They never meet. Okay. Well, no no spoilers for this because I'm not going to talk about it, but for, for all intents and purposes, they never meet, but they leave these like letters that kind of develop into love letters throughout time. Oh my God. And it's, really beautifully written very lyrical very poetic which was kind of my only problem with it I'm not a huge poetry fan but it was a super beautiful book I highly recommend it for anyone who loves like romance or um, like literary uh, literary fiction or poetry it was really beautiful written so that's my first update this is how you lose the time this is how you lose the time war pretty great why don't you like poetry I don't know (laughs) and I kind of hate it about myself (laughs) I just never can really get into it interesting yeah like if I read like a one-off poem Uh once every rare moon like I can be like (laughs) yeah that was beautiful that was nice but like reading like a poetry book or like Mm -hmm. a lot of poetry I just Mm -hmm. glaze over (laughs) that's fair that's yeah interesting I agree I don't particularly like it either (laughs) (laughs) that's so wild have you always been that way yeah actually I think I've never been hugely into poetry the second thing that I I'm super excited for is Brandon Sanderson's you know how I told you about like the secret projects he's putting out through the whole year when he wrote like four books yeah, yeah, and yeah. is releasing them throughout all this year. Brandy his, Sandy. Brandy Sandy. Good old Brandy Sandy. His secret project number three, which is called Yumi and the Nightmare Painter. 
what? just released and I got it on ebook and started reading it and I'm really excited about that and then oh. the, the physical copy just shipped too so I'm <gasps> so excited because the cover is like beautiful oh. so I'm really excited to get that Amazing. and read it I actually didn't read Secret Project number two yet but I, I read the first one and I'm starting the third one okay so they can be read as like standalone novels yes okay. these ones at least the ones that have been released so far I have no idea about the fourth one mm-hmm. um, the first one and this one definitely make a lot more sense if you've read some of his other books because they take place in the world that he's created Uh or the universe I guess but the second one is completely not in the universe at all so it has no bearing on anything but so I'm really excited about that that's so exciting yeah yeah Mm -hmm. my last two updates are related to my book this week so I am reading surprise surprise I read fourth wing and so I'm gonna be talking about that this week so excited so the first update is that she's art or the second book's gonna come out like later this year Mm -hmm. and she just released the cover Mm -hmm. have you seen it it's so good it's beautiful iron flame yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and it's the it's got the sprayed edges too but I think it's just black Mm -hmm. but I'm really excited for that it's only the first editions that have the sprayed edges which is kind of a bummer because I tried for so long to find sprayed edge editions Ugh. and you had it i had it in you my had it. i'm still so mad about that i am too trust still me so mad about I, it <laughs> i don't have many regrets but I that's know. like number one <laughs> i know so only the first editions will have the sprayed edges so i might pre-order it but then the other i'm so excited oh well i got a copy for you <gasps> well because uh, sam's parents got, ended up finding me a sprayed edge edition. That is I don't know insane. how they got a hold of it, but they did. So they had like two, they had extras for the other ones. So I was like, you know who I think hasn't gotten it yet? So there's a fourth wing oh book for you. <laughs> I know you're packing away your books, but uh, um, there's always room for <laughs> always more. Room for That's like book. rule number one of moving. Always room for another always book. Always room for another yep. book. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you're going to get kind of spoilers. Um, Hit me with that. I'm so ready. So. I'm probably still going to read it. I'm so Perfect. excited. Thank you. You're welcome. What the heck? Yeah. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited. Okay, how about you? Any updates for this week? Yes, actually. Okay, so I have two non-bookish, three bookish. Excellent. So I'll whiz by. Okay. So non-bookish, I paddleboarded for the first <gasps> time. Yes, I love paddleboarding. Oh my God, it's so fun. It's great. It's so fun. So I did that, and I didn't ever get to the point of stand. Did you have? You- yes. Okay. You've got to have like your center of balance. Yes, you really do. Uh, you've definitely fall into the water several times. <laughs> so if you're going, if you're paddleboarding somewhere where you don't want to get wet, because there's some murky, there's some murky little lakes in the Oregon area. Yeah, we were on Lake Oswego. Oh, of course. <laughs> Kyle really likes kayaking, and I've always wanted to try yeah. paddleboarding. Like. Always, always, Mm -hmm. always. And so (laughs) I did not realize, this is a very classic Alyssa, (laughs) did not realize the full extent of paddleboarding and had this vision in my mind and very much like, oh, it'll be fine. (laughs) It's one of my horrifying traits, I feel. And so I literally got ready. We were late because I, my annoying ass, took two hours to get ready 
I straightened my hair, <laughs> did my makeup, yeah. wore this dress, and I was like, oh, I'm so pretty. My, I bet you were. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my period started that day. Oh, so no. I was like a crampy Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nightmare. It always comes on the worst days. I it's tell so true. It, yeah. It's, so, it's like rule number one of like periods. Awkward. I know. <laughs> and so we go over there. Oh, my <laughs> Did God. Did you get wet? I literally, <laughs> we made it. I was having the time of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally all I wanted to do was just start singing like just around the river bend for Pocahontas. So yep. <laughs> I was just feeling the moment. Yeah. And literally Kyle goes to point out a house to me. And he turns around because before he can like point it out, he hears my scream. Oh God! And he turns around, and all he sees are my feet in the air. (laughs) That's amazing. Somersault backwards into the water, and then we get back. I had worn flip flops, Uh like not even my tivas. There's like one over here, one yeah. floating over there. <laughs> it's just an absolute nightmare. Uh-huh. And all my makeup's just all oh over my God. face. It's just Did like, you have a change of clothes? Nope. Oh, girl. <laughs> I was wearing these shorts underneath, like these like bike shorts. Yeah. And I had I wasn't I was like braless. Yeah. Like I had nothing. Yeah. Oh, and no. I was like in these flip flops on my period. And so it was super great when we were in the water, but when we got out, I just had honestly a fucking meltdown. <laughs> I was so hungry. You're like I'm straight up not having a good time right now. <laughs> I was so hungry. I was trying to like pull everything back up, but in my flip flops and my wet, soggy ass oh. dress, I was just I literally started crying. I was like, Liz, homeboy, such a sweet angel went to Urban Outfitters with me Aww. to pick out a different shirt and to grab a hairbrush yeah. <laughs> and helped me clear off all my <laughs> smeared mascara. So Kyle, boyfriend of the year. That is a wonderful story. I love <laughs> that. So I hate that for you, but I love that for this story. It's, oh my God. It's so intense. He ran into Starbucks to grab water for us and he came back. He's like, I brought you a brownie. You're like, thank you. I needed <laughs> I like, it. I just love chocolate. I needed it. <laughs> Sobbing, eating, yes. your, eating your brownie. It's so true, though. Oh, okay, so that was number one. Number two, we saw um, the new Wes Anderson film, oh. Asteroid City. Okay. So good. It's, was it good? It was good. It's so good. Nice. Oh, it's so good. I've heard it's good. Uh, confession, I've never seen a Wes Anderson film. Ooh! Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, Rusty was like, we've got to get you up to speed, because he yes. had no idea, and he was talking about how, how we should go to the new movie. I'm like, I've never seen a Wes Anderson movie, and he was like, dang. All right, we've got some we've got some good things to watch. <laughs> but like, are there any that, like, okay, so, number one, does Rusty have a favorite? Yes, he mentioned one, but I don't remember the name of mm. it, because I'm not familiar with that's Wes Anderson. So fair. <laughs> What's like what named a couple a couple of the popular um, ones? Darjeeling no. Unlimited, no. Life Aquatic, no. uh Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel, maybe. Fantastic Mr. Fox. No. Um Isle of Dogs. No. Which is so good. That one's like mm, top tier. Nice. And now Asteroid City. Okay. And I feel like there's another one that I don't know the name of. That's okay. I think there are probably like twelve that I don't know. Might have been Grand Budapest Hotel. Good. So I'm glad good. it was good. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bookish updates. <clears throat> So I actually pre-ordered Iron Flame. Oh! <laughs> okay, well then you're going to have to get the sprayed edge edition of the first one. 
You didn't have to. It's so perfect, though. I just love this Well, you one. can have two editions. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I'm not above it. There's no problem with that, yeah. So, you gotta have matching. Yep. <laughs> I, I was, like, waiting forever for them to be available. I was like, I cannot handle this torment or this agony yeah. <laughs> for another go-round. Right? So, pre-ordered. Nice. It comes out, I think, in November. November. Okay, cool. I'm pretty I sure. Gotta, okay, maybe I'll go home and pre-order it, too, because I don't want the pre-orders <laughs> to run out. <laughs> And then my dad, actually, this is such a wholesome update, but my dad uh, texted me with a book recommendation. That's so cute. It's pretty cute. What was his recommendation? Um, It's actually one I've seen kind of a lot called Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. Yes, no, I've seen that too, I think. Yeah. I've seen it in Powell's like a million times. It has like the orange octopus on it. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so my dad (laughs) texted me, was like, such a great book and I was like oh you liked it he's like I could hardly put it down (laughs) so cute so Papa Forbes stamp of approval you gotta read it if your dad's texting you with a book (laughs) you're like I'm on it I gotta read it so cute yeah that's adorable I recommend it Name of the Wind to Kyle's dad Tom and on our way home I'm such a smug piece of shit on our way home I was like I'm so excited that I just recommended your dad's next favorite book (laughs) (laughs) the one that you haven't even read Honestly, I don't even know if it's good, you know, but you're going to love but it. But I know. <laughs> yeah, so oh, that's I'm amazing. Does it. he like fantasy books? He does. Okay, nice. So I Go felt dad. good about it. Yeah. And I was it's like... It's a solid wreck for yeah. someone who likes fantasy. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Spread the good word. <laughs> Let us know when he reads it and discovers that it's his favorite book. <laughs> I will. Okay. I'm waiting for the update. I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay, and then my last one is, our updates are just aligned today. Did you see that the sequel to Legends and Lattes comes out in November? In November? Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. I'm so stoked. It's really cute looking. It's called Bookshops and Bone Dust. Did you read the first one? No. You got to read it. You will love it. I'm telling you. I want to. Do you have it? I don't have it. I wanted to listen to it because you were telling me. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me he narrates it. So I'm going to put it on hold on like Libby. Yes. Yeah. It's great. It's I'm so excited. And I'm super excited for the second one. Yes. Nice. I didn't realize it was coming back so soon or coming out so soon. I know. I feel like a lot of books are coming out in November. Okay. Prediction. Okay. I think that coming out with first editions that are sprayed edge Mm -hmm. is going to become so much more popular than it currently is. Because I think one of the big reasons for Fourth Wing's success is that it's just so pretty. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And people want that. And so if yes. it's just standard coming out that way, first editions, people are going to be on it to try and get those first editions. Yes. And I think it's going to, I think that's going to be more pop, a more popular thing. Prediction. I can totally see that. Yeah. Especially with like a series like this yes. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a very, I feel like that's a very insightful prediction. Thank you. Yes. I support that. I'm okay with it too. Although I hope it doesn't make books more expensive. You know. It will. Or, like, this weird kind of inaccessible, like, tierish type yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you're funny. only cool if you get the first edition. Yes. But I do feel pretty cool with the first you edition. You fucking should. <laughs> you fucking should. It's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. But, yeah, that's all cool. my updates. Right on. Bookshops and Bone Dust coming out November 7th. It's a great title, too. Isn't that so cute? Legends and Lattes, Bookshops and Bone Dust. I'm almost, like, kind of intimidated to talk about this, though, because, like, everyone and their mother has read it. So, as we've, in case you don't know, spoilers are ahead. 
spoilers spoilers <laughs> ahead let me yes. try and talk here <laughs> so if you have not read this just be warned for that i'll try and give you like a warning on okay everything mm -hmm. after here is like big spoilers for the book so in case you haven't yeah. read it yet <clears throat> you get no choice you're gonna hear the spoilers i'm so way. excited spoil me up i'm ready <laughs> right <laughs> okay so this book follows a young woman, she's mm -hmm. 20 years old at the start of this book, named okay. Violet Soaringale. Okay. And it opens up with her on what is called Conscription Day. So Conscription Day is when the people of this land, the land's called Navarre. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm going to butcher like half the names in this no, book because no. some of them are Gaelic. I listen to pronunciations, but I don't remember them. <laughs> that's fair. Um, that's so fair. <laughs> so... Navarre is the name of the country that they live in. Okay. 20 year olds in this country are conscripted into some sort of service for their, mm. for their country. So there are four kind of areas that you can choose to sign up for. Mm -hmm. There are riders, which are dragon riders, mm -hmm. healers, infantry, or scribes. Mm -hmm. um, Violet Sorengale, she is the daughter of an important general, mm -hmm. um, kind of the, the big general who runs the war college the war school called basgiath her violet sister is a famous dragon rider slash lieutenant mm. and her brother was also an important dragon rider he was a healer which is kind of a rare power that people oh. can have for healing obviously um but he died during oh. what was called the rebellion which was a huge event that happened fairly recently that kind of plays a huge role throughout the course of the book mm -hmm. So we open on Violet on conscription day. She was trained as a scribe. Mm -hmm. She grew up wanting to be a scribe. Her mm -hmm. father was a scribe. Um, she kind of followed in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. And she was planning on going and being a part of the scribes. Mm -hmm. However, her mother kind of last minute was like, no child of mine is going to be a scribe. What? Psych, you are you're going to the war college to become a writer. Sorry about it. And she's mm -hmm. kind of like a cold, distant mother, really cares about appearances that sort of thing. So Violet, it's, Violet has a very humorous and relatable voice throughout the book. It kind of opens up her, on her basically being like, fuck, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> I'm so fucked. Um, which is fantastic. And so she's kind of heading along with the other scribes when she kind of overhears some shouting and she kind of makes a detour to her mother's office where mm. her sister Mira is in yelling at her mom like you can't force her to do this she hasn't been trained for this she's gonna die what mm -hmm. the fuck are you doing right and Mira is very protective of Violet and so even on conscription day that's when you make like the like the final, final declaration yep. but a lot of people are like training in these certain areas yes. their whole so lives. the majority of the people who are going into the writer's quadrant mm -hmm. have been training for this their, their entire lives okay. they're they're they, they're trained in battle they know kind of what to expect they know oh, okay. kind of what they're getting into Violet was trained to be a scribe, oh so she's bookish. She knows a lot about history, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. So she's like, this is horrible. <laughs> Furthermore, <laughs> Violet is, so she's, I mean, as you can kind of guess with her going into scribe work, she's pretty weak. She's not physically fit. Sure. But even more than that, she's chronically ill. Mm. So she has, it's not specifically given a name, but it's basically Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Do you know what that is? No, what is that? So it's basically a, a syndrome where kind of your skin, your joints, your blood vessels are all pretty weak. It's like a degenerative disease. Oh. So like you, your, your joints all dislocate very easily. Oh. You bruise really easily, mm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
So she's kind of not who you would expect to go into such a form of service. But right. her mom says, fuck that, whatever. <laughs> You're going wow. in anyway. And, you know, one sibling's already died being in right. service as a writer. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty tense for yeah. her. For her, her sister has a lot of emotions. Even just going into the college is super dangerous because mm-hmm. basically the whole idea of the college is that they're going to weed out the weak. Um, so tons of hopefuls die even just getting into the college, which we'll go over. And then from there, like once you're in and you're a cadet at the college, they kill each other. They kill like the dragons will kind of kill them, like to try and weed out the weak. It's a whole shebang. So it's very, very dangerous even just to be in the college. So hence you can see why Violet's like, I'm fucked. Violet's mother does not give and... Mira's pissed, but she's like, all right, Violet, with final touches, let's get you ready. She brings her goodie bag for her. She gives her, like, a rider leathers. It's, like, specific mm-hmm. uniform that's given to riders. Mira, her older sister, was, was basically like, I'm going to give it to you sooner because this is special riding leathers, and I've put my dragon scales in them, so it's extra hard. Ooh. And pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. She even tells her, like, do not take these off. These will save your life. Do not even take them off when you're asleep because it's such, like, a vicious environment to wow. be on. Like, wear these all the time. She also gives her grippy boots, and we'll get into why. <laughs> <laughs> you're only allowed to bring into the war college what you can kind of fit on your back. So okay. Violet has this huge pack that's stuffed with books, mm-hmm. and her <laughs> sister's basically like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You can't take all of that. Take it all out. And Violet's pretty upset because one of the books is a book that her dad gave her. Her father has passed away. And, you know, they train together. So she has a really strong attachment to him. Mm -hmm. And one of the books is like basically a book of fairy tales um, about the Vedin and Wyvern, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not quite dragons. They're dragons without the arms um <laughs> but it's like this mythical set of fairy tales and violet's basically like i can't get rid of this so mira's like i'll take it i'll keep it safe for you Aww. but you can't take it with you it's too heavy you can only take yeah. in what you what you can fit on your back so we gotta lighten this up she also mira also braids violet's hair because violet doesn't want to cut her hair mm-hmm. most people cut their hair before going in because you know it's mm-hmm. an easy handhold it's um yeah not super convenient when you're being trained more right um but violet has so her hair's dark brown or uh-huh. at least brown i don't uh-huh. know if it's dark brown but brown and then because of her whatever disease she has in this fantasy world as it gets to the ends it turns into silver oh interesting um, yeah so i guess the pigment kind of dies out the longer yeah. her hair exists um but so he she braids her hair into this little updo so that it's out of the way she gives her kind of some tips for success basically use your brain you're, yeah. you're not much in the physical realm you gotta outsmart them you're wicked smart use yeah. that to your advantage the cadets will try and kill you so you just have to be on your toes oh she also tells her that she needs to find dane atos which is one of violet's childhood friends who's mm-hmm. a couple or a year older than her so became a writer mm-hmm. the previous year he's now a first year writer okay. in the college and she's like you need to find him he will pr- help protect you there but she says the only thing is don't sleep with him because if you're caught <laughs> sleeping with you know an upper year uh-huh. it's not forbidden but uh people will look down on you a lot for basically sleeping your way to protection so Ugh. you can hang out with him find him He'll protect you, but don't sleep with him. And then her final piece of advice is stay away from Zayden Riorson. And <laughs> so Zayden is a third-year student there. Uh-huh. And Mira says, basically, he will kill you the second he finds out who, who you are. Violet puts kind of two and two together and mm-hmm. last name Riorson. She's like, his father mm-hmm. was the leader of the rebellion, that event that I kind of told oh. you about. So the rebellion was this event where we don't, 
quite know why Mm -hmm. it's kind of shrouded in mystery, but a group of people from one area of Navarre rose up against the general political leadership in the Mm -hmm. area. And all of the people who were involved were put to death. Mm -hmm. And the children of those rebellion leaders are conscripted as punishment for their parents' crimes, basically. And so the children are, they have to go into service. Mm -hmm. They have to become a writer. Mm -hmm. And they are, furthermore, they were all marked. They were marked by by the dragons. Dragons can do magic. So one of the dragons basically marked all of the children with this tattoo that marks them as children of rebel leaders and basically like don't trust them um so it's basically like this tattoo that goes all the way up one arm and up towards the neck so they can't really hide away they're they're you know that they're they're called marked ones um (laughs) (laughs) yes and i'm like already intrigued right i know so furthermore zayden or violet's mother was one of the key figures who kind of flushed out those who were leaving the rebellion and put them to death. Mm-hmm. So Mira's basically like, Zayden will kill you on sight. Our mom killed his dad mm. and are the reason he's marked and conscripted to service. Right. He's going to kill you on sight. Stay away from him. So this leads us to how you enter the college. Mira basically, goodbye, Violet. Good luck. <laughs> Please do not die. Uh, I don't want to be an older sibling. Sends her off. Or an only sibling. She's already an older sibling. <laughs> an only sibling. Sends her yes. off. And so how you get in mm-hmm. is all of the kind of hopefuls climb this tor- uh, turret. Mm-hmm. And then at the top, there's this super narrow, basically bridge across to the other side to get to the college. Uh-huh. And you have to cross that bridge safely to get across. On this particular day, it's super stormy. Uh-huh. So, and on average, about 50 to 60 people die just trying to get across the, cur- the turret out of probably about 2,000 people who are hopefuls trying to get across. Oh, my God. So, pretty terrifying. Yes. Um, And actually, I have... Let me find my phone. One of the things that I love about the hype of this book is that it has led to... The hype of this book has led to a ton of fan art. Oh, my God. So, I took some screenshots of fan art so I could kind of give you a... I'm so excited. ...an idea of what you're looking at. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So, this task is called The Parapet. Mm-hmm. So you have to cross the parapet to get to safety. Oh, I'm so excited. So this is kind of a fan art image oh of my God. Violet. You can see your hair up. And then the parapet that you have to cross to get to the other side. The entrance to the college is kind of like right over there. That's insane. Yes. So okay, also the art is beautiful. I think it's AI art mostly, oh, which is kind right. of a bummer. <laughs> but Thanks, still really computers. fun to look at. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, computers for our art. Amazing. <laughs> Hence the grippy boots. Um, her Violet's boots were originally too slick and, and Mira was like, nope, you're going to fall. Take these grippy boots. <laughs> so Violet makes her way up with you know, kind of a stream of hopefuls. Mm-hmm. And as they're kind of climbing the turret, Violet kind of gets to know the people in front of her and behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, in specific, she meets a kid named Dylan. Uh, he's this super friendly little guy. And he's Aww. like, I am so excited for this. But what I'm more excited for is to graduate, because once we graduate, we get to become married, and I have a love at home, oh! and I'm going to propose to her once oh we graduate, God. and I just can't wait. But it's going to be tough, because when, once you're at the school, you basically can't 
write letters out because they, they want to cut you off. You know, it's right. kind of like the military where, you know, you can communicate once once in a while, but even yeah. less than that here. Like, you're cut off from your family until you graduate. Aww. So he's like, it's going to be a hard three years, but I'm so excited. Aww. She wouldn't let me propose to her beforehand because it would be bad luck. So I'm just excited to, to graduate Daddy. so that I can. I know, such a little sweetie you. pie. <laughs> um, another key character that we meet here is Rhiannon, who notably is wearing non-grippy shoes. Mm. And oh god! And Violet notices this and is like, "No, no, no! <laughs> Hold on! My my sister gave me some tips. So she ends up giving her one of her boots. They swap like one oh. one boot each, so that they both have one grippy boot, so that they both have a better chance of making it across. What? And Rhiannon's kind of like, "Wait, what? Like, are you sure?" And oh. Violet's like, "Yeah, no, of course. Like, you got this, but you need like we got to help each other out here." And then the other notable character we meet here is Jack, and he's a total asshole he's uh. super negative he's basically like yeah we'll see how many of you make it across and like super cocky he's like super i'm gonna be good. a wing leader which is one of the lead we'll, we'll get into kind of the hierarchy that's at the college but anyway Ugh. asshole yeah. dick total dick Ugh. as violet gets to the top of the mm-hmm. turret with kind of the the few people that she's met there are a couple of second and third year students at the top who are checking people in taking mm-hmm. their names because you know they got to tally the people going in and then how many people actually get across right. see who doesn't make it for all the stats and things like that so as she reaches the top and there's those people checking in she hears someone say ready for the next one riorson and if you'll remember, Riorson is the last name of Zayden, the one mm-hmm. who's going to kill her. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That she needs to stay away from. And right at, at that same moment, Rhiannon says, you ready for this, Soringale? And as she says her last name, Zayden snaps his eyes over and, like, glares <gasps> her down. And the first thing that Violet notices is how fucking gorgeous this man is. Uh, I love. <laughs> she's like, love. she's like, my heart starts thundering for entirely the wrong reason. <laughs> this man is stunning. <laughs> he's uh, tall. He's like six foot four. He's mm. got his like relic tap that's going oh up God. his shoulder. Beautiful. He's got this like dark skin, dark uh, hair, this scar that it goes across uh, his face. <laughs> um... And she, well, while she's like, this man is beautiful, she also feels Mm. this, like, radiating hatred coming from him. Like, he's glaring her down, and she's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And they kind of, some remarks back and forth. He's basically like, your mother captured my father and oversaw his execution. And (laughs) she's like, yeah, and your father killed my my older brother, so it seems like we're even. And he's like, hardly. Anyway. Let me pull up a picture of him. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So this is Satan. That is a gorgeous man. Right? It's a gorgeous man. There's more. Hold on. Oh my god, I'm so excited. There's different kind of renderings of him. Uh, yeah, that is a gorgeous He's man. He's a pretty man. Pretty this is man. probably my least favorite of the, one, the depictions of him. <gasps> really? Is that your favorite? <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, we'll whichever choosing all three, I know which two or three. Which Zayden is your favorite? <laughs> Keep an eye out for it on the at Rather Be Reading Podcast Instagram page. Yes. Oh. Anyway, Violet's in her head even more because there's this guy here who wants to kill her, and, and she's, like, she's like, "I've got to cross this beautiful. tiny bridge. He's hot. He's deadly. I'm supposed to get across here. This is <laughs> fucked. My brain's not in the right place for this." Anyway. So the kind of, or Dylan's in front of her, then it's Violet, then, wait, no, sorry, it's Dylan, then Rhiannon, then Violet, and then Jack. And so Dylan crosses first as Zayden and Violet are kind of tossing quips back and forth. Mm -hmm. And right when it's her turn to go and she hears this scream, and sweet baby Dylan falls to his (gasps) death! No! I know! 
rough. So right away, you're kind of like, all right, no one's safe. If you're going to kill off the sweet little boy who wants to, who just wants to get engaged. Oh, bye forever. See you never. I know. So I enjoyed sad. the three minutes I spent with you. Um, <laughs> nice so meeting he's you. dead and Violet's like, Jesus. fuck, okay. So then Rhiannon's next across and mm-hmm. Violet's basically like, dude, be careful. And she's like, I got this. You be careful. Rhiannon takes off across. Oh, let me show you Rhiannon. Oh, I'm excited. I'm sorry to all of you who aren't seeing these. Go look up AI fan art. <laughs> Instagram, oh, TikTok, whatever. She's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. Oh, and I guess I should show you Violet too while I'm here. Violet is, of course, stunning. Yeah, she's a babe. Yep. Total gorgeous. babe. She's like a fucking angel, man. She is. She is. <laughs> um, so Rhiannon goes next and then Violet follows closely afterwards and then Jack takes it up behind her and then some random kid after and so on and so forth and Rhiannon makes it across the parapet safely and Violet has this moment of like stoked she's like yes we're gonna do this Violet's about halfway across mm-hmm. when she hears kind of this like kerfuffle behind her so she kind of like delicately because she doesn't want to fall as the wind's whipping it's storming everything's slippery Ugh. she like peeks behind her and Jack had mm. turned around on the parapet, goes and pushes this kid off. What the fuck? Pushes this kid off mm. and then turns back around towards Violet and is basically like, you're fucking next. Jesus. I'm coming for you. And he starts like beefing <laughs> his way across, you know? Holy shit. Yeah. And so Violet's like halfway across. Oh she's already struggling and she's like, yeah. fuck. So of course this nerdy girl starts like, she's like, okay, I got to focus here. So she starts like replaying like history books in her head, <laughs> like reciting history. <laughs> trying to focus and get across. So I guess I should explain one of the reasons that kind of cadets are so brutal towards each other mm-hmm. is because there's a limited amount of dragons that will bond with each of them. Oh. So A, they're weeding out the weak. B, right. like increasing the odds that they will bond with a dragon at the end of all this. Right. If you don't bond with a dragon, like you can stay for another year and try again the next year. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, odds are like, if you don't right. bond the first time, it's like, will a dragon want you the second time? Because dragons are super picky. Anyway, so he's... Hauling ass across to her, yelling insults, I'm going to fucking kill you, Jesus. that sort of thing. And she's just trying to focus her way across. She makes it to the end and gets her feet on solid ground just as Jack's kind of cap- catching up with her. And so she whips around, whips out a knife, and puts it on his balls. Yes! And is like, I think you want to stop right there, kid. Yeah. And there's another second or third year on the other side who's there to take their names and is basically like, yeah, I'm not going to stop this. Like, you know, whatever yeah. happens, happens. And Jack's like, I'm going to kill you. And so she kind of just like adjusts herself on his balls and (laughs) he eventually is like all right fine you know i'll back off um (laughs) now my balls are right now that my my family jewels are (laughs) so he he backs off but basically the implication is you're gonna fucking regret this and so she's like great i'm off to an excellent start here but i made it i'm here i'm officially a first year so once that you get across they wait for like kind of everyone to make their turns up so it takes a while they're all kind of milling around in this kind of giant courtyard area Uh and she violet quickly finds dane the the friend her childhood friend who was the first year and he well he more like finds her he's like basically violet like what the fuck are you doing here like you're not supposed to be here what what happened and so he kind of ushers her off to a quiet corner she tells him what happened Mm -hmm. and he's super upset but he he's like she hurt her knee trying to get across so he's like helping her wrap her knee and and dane is super protective he's really concerned for her safety and violet's first noticing about him is like oh he's not the cutie from my youth anymore like he is hot like he he aged up there's some spice right Mm. so let me show you dane i'm so excited so this is dane oh little curly hair yes okay he's a beaut yes he is he is a beaut yep 
right away, okay, I'm team Dane. Like, he's, like, super, like, mm. are you okay? Like, let me take care of you. Like, he's Ugh. really attentive to her. Dang. Everyone's and so scrumptious. I know. Everyone, <laughs> everyone in this book is beautiful, okay? Ugh. Rhiannon eventually finds them over there, and she, and her and Dane kind of have this, like, who the fuck are you to Violet? Dane's like, I'm her childhood best friend. Who the fuck are you to Violet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm her new friend? Question mark? <laughs> and Violet's like, yes, you are my new oh. friend. So, like, they kind of form this little trio. trio and Dane's like okay I am a squad leader and Violet's like squad leader already like usually it's second or third or usually it's older years or like really good second years who get made squad leader and he's a, he's a second year I think I've said first year but he's a second year okay. she's now one of her first year okay so he's a second year squad leader already and so she's like super impressed she's like wow okay Yay. okay and he's like yes I'm a squad leader squad leader of second wing and Rhiannon, I want you to go tell X, Y, and Z person. I don't remember their name, but go tell them that you and Violet are going to be in my squad. She owes me. She owes me a favor. She'll put you there. Yes. Go, go tell her. And so Rhiannon goes and tells her. Everyone kind of gathers in the square, and then they're gonna go through and sort everyone into their various sections. So mm. now we're gonna talk about kind of the way that the sections are made up. So there are four wings. Okay. First, second, third, fourth. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And then each wing is made up of different sections. There's a, so you got your four wings. Mm -hmm. Each wing is made up of three sections. You got the flame section, the claw section, and the tail section. And of those three sections, there are then three squads within each section. Oh, Kind of confusing. The most important thing to remember are that there's four wings and then various subcategories under each wing. So Violet and Rhiannon are part of Dane's and he's in second wing. Um, so as everyone's assigned, Violet and Rhiannon are called to the second squad. They go and stand second wad, flame section, mm-hmm. second wing. Got it. So they go and stand with, you know, Dane's group there. Mm-hmm. And then once everyone's assigned, Zayden, who is the wing leader which is a step above a step above Dane. So Dane's mm-hmm. a squad leader, Zayden's a wing leader. Mm-hmm. So a step above Dane, Zayden basically calls all the other wing leaders, so four wing leaders. Mm-hmm. He calls all of them into like a little huddle mm-hmm. and they have a little discussion. And then once they break apart from that discussion, they make an announcement and the announcement is that Dane's squad is switching with a different squad leader in fourth wing. So what? Zayden basically pulls Dane squad, including Violet and Rhiannon, and whoop, switch. So now they're part of Fourth Wing. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> and so Violet's obviously freaked out. She's like, uh, "Am I?" Cr-? She basically pulls Dane aside and is like, "Am I crazy, or does it, could this have anything to do with me?" And Dane's basically like, "No, yeah, he probably wants to kill you and wants wants you under his command, so that mm. anything he does to you is kind of legit." And oh, so God. Violet's like. Cool, cool, cool. That's what I thought. Just wanted right. to make sure I wasn't crazy. Good to good to know. So Violet's obviously terrified. Zane kind of smirks at her, and then Ugh. the wing leaders all kind of give their little like pep talk to their their section. Mm-hmm. And as they're giving the pep talks, all the wing leaders kind of dragons fly in and kind of perch all around the uh. kind of courtyard area. So you get to see all of these mm. dragons, and they are fucking gigantic. Mm. They're the dragons in this book are like huge. They're uh. terrifying, scary looking. Of course. Zayden's dragon is kind of the biggest, the deadliest, the scariest. Dane tells Violet basically like, nah, she'll, 
she'll rip you apart. Like, she's fearsome. Mm-hmm. And his dragon's name is Scale. S-G-A-E-Y-L. Scale. <laughs> and I think I, that's a Gaelic word, so I could be completely mispronouncing it, but Scale, it sounds pretty legit to me. It <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so as the dragons kind of come, a lot of the cadets kind of lose their cool and freak out. One tries to make a run for it, and as he's running, one of the dragons just incinerates him. What? Um, a couple others throughout the thing are like incinerated here and there because the dragons are also trying to weed out the weak they're like we don't want to bond with anyone who's weak yeah and so violet's like fuck i'm so weak (laughs) (laughs) um but she does not get incinerated lucky for us so then after that you kind of just settle into life at basgiath the war college as an unbonded first year they kind of have shared dorm areas so violet and ray pick beds re rhiannon by violet re rhiannon i might call them by those nicknames throughout but it's just on that we're just buddies now we're pretty close (laughs) so they choose bunks next to each other Mm -hmm. they have classes obviously there's certain challenges that they go through throughout their time there which Uh are designed to again weed out the weak and then also prepare prepare the cadets for bonding and then riding a dragon so a lot of things that have to do with physical ability balance that Mm -hmm. sort of thing Mm -hmm. they also have classes called like one of the main ones is battle brief where they kind of talk through recent battles all in a group you oh, know, cool. talk about decision making and then there's also training classes so like there's hand-to-hand combat which we quickly learn violet you know she's not super physically fit as right. we have established <laughs> but so she kind of has to cheat her way through this so she develops a system of poisoning her opponents not to kill them mm, but like to weaken them, them. Yeah. yeah obviously that's important because a lot of deaths happen here uh, in their hand-to-hand cl- classes in fact in their first one asshole jack ends up snapping the neck of one of the other first years like oh it was an accident but as i said violet kind of poisons her opponents so on one of her missions to her first mission actually to collect some of the poisons that she's gonna need Mm -hmm. she sneaks out at night she's up in a tree trying to collect a certain herb Mm -hmm. when zayden and a group of other rebellion kids come and have a meeting under this tree that she happens to be up in Mm. and so she's freaked out up there and she's kind of like what the fuck are they meeting about and it's especially kind of hairy because rebellion kids aren't allowed to gather in groups of over three because they don't want them to plot and Mm. get any ideas so there's this general rule if you're a rebellion kid you don't gather in groups of over three and there's like eight or nine of them plus Mm. there so she's like what the fuck Uh. but it seems to be kind of more of like a mentoring session a lot of all the older kids are like helping the young kids they're like I'm struggling in history so uh, and then so the older kids are like, okay, you pair with this one. They're good with history. Oh, here's, you're struggling in hand to hand. We're going to help you here. They're all kind of just working together to just survive. So she's kind of, she kind of calms herself down up in that tree. But then towards the end of their meeting, one kid brings up Violet and basically says, when do we get to kill Violet Soringale? And Violet's like, uh-huh, okay, that's me. <laughs> Zayden steps in and is like, Soringale is mine. I'll handle her. I'll handle her when the time is right. Oh, and gosh. some people are kind of upset about that. They all want revenge because Violet's mother is the one who killed a lot of their parents. Oh God. And one of so basically Zayden's best friend Garrick mm-hmm. is like, her mom did this, not her. Right. Punishing children for the sins of the parents is what they do, not. That's not what we do. Like, we're not going to stoop to their level, basically. Yeah. And Zayden kind of pipes in and is like, her brother was killed by us. She has has every right to hate us as much as we have a right to hate her. Right. So you can kind of see that there's not, maybe not quite as much hatred as Violet once imagined. But of course, in Violet's head still, she's like, he's just luring me into a false sense of security. He wants to kill. Like, you know, she still has that mentality. Yes. 
So the group disperses, they all leave. Violet gets down from her tree, but then she's caught around the neck and pulled into a, a nice firm chest. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> and oh. who might it be but Zayden? And he's basically like, okay, you heard us. What the fuck are you doing here? And Violet's like, how the fuck did you know I was here? Like, right. did you smell my perfume or something? And he's <laughs> like, no, my, when you bond with a dragon, you get what's called a, a, a signet. And each signet is, like, basically a specific power that you have. You have uh-huh. at, Once you bond with a, dra- a dragon, you get, like, kind of general magic. But uh-huh. a dragon will also gift you with basically a greater ability. Ooh. And Zayden's happens to be controlling shadows. And so he's basically what? like, no, I control shadows. But, of course, it was just your perfume that, uh, that led me to you. Like, <laughs> you dumb fuck. No, it was the shadows. <laughs> and, um, and so they have some back and forth. Violet's basically like, why don't you just kill me now? You have me here. Right. Uh, get it over with. And he's... Right. He's like, I don't, I'm not going to kill you now. I just kind of want to know if you're planning on telling people about this meeting. (laughs) And she's like, no, that's, that'd be pretty fucked up. Like, you guys would all be put to death. And it seemed relatively harmless to me. I'm not going to tell anyone about this. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, cool. And then. uh, Smell you later. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Tone it down on the perfume, girl. Um, At one point, though, she, like, chucks a knife at him. She's she's pretty skilled with knives. She chucks Mm -hmm. a knife at him, and it lands, like, right by his head. And so he says, "Violent violent little thing. Which I only mentioned because it spurs one of the, his nickname for her. He starts calling her Violence instead of Violet. So that's kind of what he calls her throughout the book. Um, yeah. <laughs> Violence. <I'm> so cute. <laughs> I love a good nickname. Aww, so endearing. Quirky little pet names. I know. <laughs> Quirky little Violence. Right? But anyway, at the end of their kind of little interaction, he's basically like, get back to bed before your wing leader realizes you're out, of, out past curfew. And she's like, you're my wing leader. <laughs> and he just walks off. <laughs> Like, that's fantastic. (laughs) And then, so, we continue with just basically, like, training montages. Dane works really hard to try and get her to quit. He basically Mm -hmm. is like, dude, I've talked to the scribes. They will take you back. And Violet's like, my mom would never allow it. And also, I'm here. I made it. Like, I can do this. I'm doing it. Right. Stop. You know? And, And he doesn't really stop. He's just really worried about her. He's just like... I just, I can't handle losing you. Like, I yeah. I want you to be safe. This is, like, a really brutal world. Mm. And keeps trying to get her to leave and, be, and join the scribes. Which brings us to kind of the first big test they have. Um, it's called the Gauntlet. And essentially, it's, like, American Ninja Warrior. Fuck yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reading about it, I was like, this is American Ninja Warrior. Like, there's, like, various swings they have to, like, go yes. between. And, like, steep things they have to climb. And, like, a whole... It's basically, like, that. a huge obstacle course. Yes. And they have a lot of practice sessions leading up to this. And Violet mm. has not been successful in any of them. She has not completed a single course. Oh, and, God. in fact, one of her squad mates has died during the course. <gasps> so, as the main event comes up, she's pretty fucking stressed. Yeah. Um, but she develops a plan prior to the final event um, in her, and actually a run-in with Satan. And mm-hmm. as she's kind of relaying, like, oh, you don't need to worry about me. I'm, I'm going to die in this event anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't get up X, X obstacle course. And he basically tells her, just because it's the right way doesn't mean it's the only way. And so she's like, okay, and kind of thinks about it and develops, like, an alternate plan that's uh-huh. not what you're supposed to do, but what will get her past the obstacle course. Ooh. And so, of course, she outsmarts the gauntlet. Um, she gets through all of nice. the events. When she reaches the top of the obstacle course, one of the wing leaders, whose name is Amber, mm-hmm. is pretty pissed off about it. She's a huge rule follower, as mm. is Dane. So they're both kind of up there, and Amber is super pissed. She's like, this is, she, she cheated. Like, she didn't mm. actually do the course. 
And Violet kind of quotes Zayden as like, just because it's not the right way doesn't mean it didn't work. And <laughs> so she gets she gets through on a on a technicality, but she kind of makes an enemy of Amber, yeah. um, who happens to be one of Dane's best friends there. Mm, and one of the big things with the gauntlet is that passing the gauntlet now means you are going to attend presentation. Which is presentation to the dragons. It's basically uh-huh. when all of the cadets, the unbonded cadets, go through this like valley of dragons where the dragons can kind of observe them, pick out who they might want to bond with, uh-huh. further weed out some shitty people if they need to. And right. um, it's kind of like a precursor to what's mm. called the threshing, which is when they actually bond the dragons. So her and her remaining teammates go through this. Uh, go through presentation, the Mm. Valley of Dragons, Mm. and it's their first kind of real encounter with, like, wild dragons and, like, the unbonded ones. So it's pretty cool. She she describes, like, all the dragons she's seeing as she's walking through all the different colors and that sort of thing. But there's one oddity there. There is, at the very end, there is this little golden dragon called a feather tail. Feather tail. And it's really, really small. And it's, a lot of the cadets are like, what the fuck is that? Why is that here? Uh, one of them actually says, who the hell would bond that thing? Uh, a couple of them... Ex- right? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them express disgust. Uh, a couple of them are like... Because it's, it's yellow, which is not a, a common color for dragons. They're like, it's fucking yellow. It's a mistake. This thing's disgusting. And Violet ends up defending the little guy. She's like, it looks like it could kill any one of you to me. Like, yeah. she's, she's She defends it. And so at this point, I, so prior to this moment, I had actually, I was pretty certain that Violet was going to bond this other dragon uh-huh. that had been described in their history class. It's this big black dragon. Um, it's the biggest dragon besides one that's, that's bonded with like the big general in their school. So he's the biggest, he's the most fearsome. He hasn't bonded since his, his prior writer had died. Uh-huh. It's one of the most rarest breeds of dragons. It's the smartest, the most discerning discerning Mm -hmm. and after all this whole description i was like she's gonna bond that black dragon like duh it's the biggest the baddest the smartest right of course it's gonna bond violet but after seeing her defend this little yellow dragon i was like okay well they're like they're making fun of her for this yellow dragon like maybe she's gonna bond this yellow dragon like i was kind of thrown off course because i thought for sure she's gonna bond the big big black dragon yeah yeah yeah. but the big black dragon is not at presentation so mm. i was like it's not there it's a little yellow a little yellow there oh so then shortly after presentation you know there's a couple other things that happen in the book but we're gonna jump right into threshing which is when they bond the dragon okay. the dragons so basically they go out into the woods okay. into the mountains mm-hmm. and everyone kind of wanders off on their own and they're taught like tricks like if you feel yourself pulling one way you've probably already bonded a dragon go there if this color dragon looks at you this way, run, you know, like all of these certain rules oh. on how to survive because this is also very a very violent event. Oh, if, God. It can be super dangerous. So Violet's wandering through. It's been hours. She's like, I haven't bonded a dragon. I haven't felt a tug anywhere. And then this little glint of gold catches her eye through the trees. And she is like, that's the little golden dragon. Why is it here right now? Like this thing's, this thing's going to be, so she's like, I got to go make sure it's safe. So she like starts to go after it. And sure enough, she hears three people coming and talking and they're talking about how they want to kill the little golden dragon because it's an abomination. Let's weed out the wheat. Let's go kill it. And of course it's the asshole Jack. And then his two little minions who are other little shitheads. Their names are Tynan and Orin. I hate Jack. I know! I hate Jack. A little asshole for no reason. So they're yes. specifically, when they're supposed to be bonding dragons, they're going out to go hunt this poor little golden dragon mm. who's just 
chugging along, minding her own business. And so Violet goes and she basically steps in front of them and is like, guys, I think you want to rethink this. Yeah. This event is not for killing dragons. And they're like, no, we're going to kill it. And look, what a great opportunity. We're going to weed out another one of the week and we're going to kill you too. Jesus. So they come after her and Zayden and Scale, Scale, uh, his dragon end Mm -hmm. up showing up. Mm. And the rules, the wing leaders can be there, but they just, the rules are they can't interfere. Mm. So Zayden basically just gives some commentary. Like I would strongly recommend you rethink your actions. Like basically telling them don't attack Violet, don't attack this dragon, this is right. fucking stupid. Right. And Jack's basically like, you can say that, but you can't technically do anything here, can you? And Zayden's like, no. And they're like, great. So they continue on to go and um, and attack Violet. So Violet ends up injuring Orin, one of the guys there. She mm-hmm. throws a blade at Jack and hits him in the shoulder. Oh yeah. Really injures him. He's fucking pissed. But she's getting her ass absolutely whooped, basically. Oh, God. And at one point, she's about to die, and she sees Zayden begin to step in, and she's like, holy shit, he's going to interfere on my behalf. Like, what yeah. the fuck? And, but right before he is able to do that, a large shadow swoops in, and a dragon burns. <laughs> burns Tynan, kills him, incinerates him. Jack runs for it. Shit. Orin is passed out on the ground, and then a dragon mind speaks to her, and is basically like, hey, you should kill that guy. And she declines. She's like, no, I'm not going to kill him. <laughs> She's like, no, thank you. I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to be as bad as them. And it ends up she is chosen by the big black dragon. Oh, and not little yellow. Yeah, so big black dragon bonds her for defending the little yellow one. I'm sad. I know. <laughs> but you get a big, giant, black, cool dragon. Let me show you. <laughs> His name is Tern, or Ternanok for is his full name, but Tern for short. Okay. And he is a certified badass. Oh, okay. So that's him. Shit. Yeah, he's gigantic. Wow. And okay. I love their dynamic because right off the bat, he's kind of like grumpy old man. Yeah. And she's like kind of sassy, snarky little like newbie. So he's it. like, get on my back. And she's like, I physically can't get up <laughs> you. You are too big. <laughs> and he ends up like modifying himself like so Aww. she can get up, which is rare for dragons. Dragons are kind of like you either do it or you're fucked. You're weak. I don't right. care. It's like a submissive Exactly. Type. Oh, I should have given heads up. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> big spoilers past this point. <laughs> Um, anyway, he helps her up, Aww. starts flying. She basically cannot get keep her seat. She falls. He ends up swooping down, catching her, Aww. which while they're up there, she sees another rider fall, and the dragon just lets it fucking fall. And Jesus. she's like, nope, okay, you can't stay on. That's Strong So bond. she's kind of like, right. She's like, this guy's helping me, saving me, like Aww. bending down so I can get up. This is crazy. Uh, Taryn flies her back in to where... Once you're bonded, you return to, you check in, you you basically report who you bonded with. And as she flies on on the biggest, baddest, baddest dragon that's been seen in years, yes, everyone's just looking at her in awe, like, what the fuck? This girl bonded what? Yes. So she gets off him, and she goes up and reports her bond with him. She says, hey, I, I bonded with Tiernanok, and he's like, your pronunciation needs a little work, and she's like, I, I'm working on it, bro. Like, I got a lot going on right now. <laughs> it's under construction. And then right when she's about to leave from reporting, uh, she hears another voice in her head, a lighter, a lighter, more female voice that says, um, Andarnarum, Andarna for short. And she's like, excuse me? And the little voice is like, 
go on, tell them, and Darna, register oh. me. And so she bonded two dragons. Fuck. She yes. does get Please. the little golden <gasps> dragon. Oh. She bonds them both. And shock all around everyone as she reports the second one everyone's like excuse me I'm like so what no one <laughs> just like oh i know everyone's like no one's bonded to dragons you bonded to yeah. dragons yeah and so dane pulls her aside and is basically like girl like they're not gonna let you keep two dragons like keep andarna get rid of tarn like he's too dangerous he's gonna draw too much attention cut him off like just keep Andarna. Keep Andarna. Like, let's just make this simple. And she's basically like, fuck no. I'm yeah. keeping both my dragons. If they say I can't fuck them, I'm keeping both my dragons. Yes. Like, I, there's no way I'm unbonding one of them. That's just not going to happen. Right, right. And luckily, the decision is made that she can keep both of their dragons. Basically, the, the, rule, the will of the dragons is the rule of all. So then we go into life after bonding a dragon she gets upgraded rooms they have more private rooms instead of their bunks she can start doing like minor magic like (laughs) like using a pen and ink instead of a quill pen like you know oh my god and you know locking their doors with magic and things like that um but they once you've bonded a dragon you start to feel some pressure because like i mentioned you get a signet which is like a signet sorry i always say this word wrong a signet Mm -hmm. which is like your big power like there's there's various things like uh, Zayden can, tr- can do, which is shadow control. Right. Danes, we find out, is he can read your most recent memories when he touches you. Um, mind reading in general, though, is forbidden. So if you can just, like, telepathically read minds around you, you're basically put to death. Oh, God. Um, but if you don't develop a signet in a certain amount of time, that kind of buildup of power that you're getting from this dragon uh-huh. will destroy you. Jesus! So you start to ki- kind of get this, like, tick down on the clock, like, okay, I gotta... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta figure out. And it's not something you you can really, like, do. The signet is based on the rider, not the dragon. So the dragons basically just funnel their power, and then the the rider will manifest it in however is a good representation for them. They don't get to choose, but it's, like, based on their personality. Right. Um, Oh, God. So you kind of get this ticking time bomb. Uh And then there's another twist that you find out right after they bond. And part of the reason that Dane really wanted her to get rid of Tarn is that Tarn and Scale, Zayden's dragons, are a mated pair. Uh-huh. Stop. They're a mated pair. And so Violet and Zayden are kind of linked because if one of them dies, if if a rider dies, the dragon doesn't necessarily die, but they mm-hmm. fall into like a deep depression. If a dragon dies, the rider definitely dies. So mm-hmm. as they're a mated pair, they're like the fates are their fates are kind of bound at this point. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Zayden starts to take kind of a more personal interest in Violet and her training. Oh, is that so? That is so. <laughs> you know, like he starts taking over her physical training, like I'm gonna do lessons with you, that sort of thing. Oh. And Dane's also worried about the big dragon because all the people in their group who mm-hmm. were not bonded are obviously super jealous of right. those who have bonded and it has not been unheard of for pe- for an unbonded person to kill someone who's bonded in the hopes that their dragon will rebond with one of them who is unbonded oh god yeah so super dangerous and because she has the most powerful dragon and she's like the general's daughter right it's like super Stacked. risky for her yeah. exactly so that all culminates into our first assassination attempt on violet's life she's <laughs> sleep she's sleeping in her newly private room mm. um when she hears tarn's voice basically like wake up wake the fuck up right now like get up get up and she wakes yeah. up and there's a group of <gasps> unbonded cadets breaking into her room oh my god and trying to kill her and terrifying yes and darna 
ends up lending her 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 power which we actually and i'm not sure at what point we find this out but andurna is actually not a specific type of dragon called a feather tail she's actually a baby dragon and baby dragons are never seen so no one knows this about her so she oh. violet has to kind of keep this a secret because it could be dangerous to andarna but she's a little baby dragon <gasps> And they have kind of less control over their magic, but she's able to lend her magic to Violet, which is stopping time. Ooh. So as she's attacked, Violet kind of stops time and ducks out from her attackers. Uh-huh. And as she restarts time, Zayden runs into the room. Basically, Scale through Tarn told Scale, who told Zayden, like, something's going down, you need to get your ass over there. Yeah. Zayden comes running, kills everyone in the room. What? Kills them all. He's furious. Jesus. And which leads us to our first kind of real conflict. Violet had seen someone let these unbonded cadets into her room because only people who are bonded can have the magic to basically unlock those doors. Right. So someone who is already bonded had to have let everyone into her room. So And Violet's like, I I actually did see who did it. And Zayden's like, tell me. You have to fucking tell me. So she tells him. And Zayden basically gathers all of the leaders together and puts this accusation. He's like, here's what happened. Amber... Do you remember Amber? Yes, I knew it. Yes. I fucking Amber. Knew it. Oh, that's C-word. Is the one who, yes, mm. is the one who lets everyone into her room. Oh. And Dane basically doesn't believe it. He's like, there's no fucking way. She's such a rule follower. Like, that's not in her personality. There's no way. You must have missed scene. There's no way. Like, let me read your recent memories. And Violet's like, no, stay away from me. Yeah. Because she has secrets she can't tell right now. Like, and Darna is... A baby baby dragon. She can't let this get out. So she's like, no, please don't touch me. I'm like, you're not going to give me my memories. She basically lends her memories. She has Tarn relay what's in her head to the other dragons. They have the ability to do that. And then the dragons then relay it to their riders. So everyone sees like, yeah, it's Amber. And Violet and Dane, Violet's pissed. She's like, you don't fucking believe me? And then you're about to force yourself on me to take my memories? Like, no, fuck off. Yeah, And Dane's basically, he's apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry I didn't believe you. It's just like so hard for me to believe. And she's like, whatever, that's not good enough. Fuck off. Yeah. At this point, because of the assassination temp, Zayden's like, you need extra protection. He puts one of the fellow first, her her fellow first years, who is a rebellion child, part of Zayden's inner group, Liam. He basically assigns him to her to protect her, kind of make sure she gets along okay. And Liam and Violet end up having like a really strong friendship. And then we have like a ton of training that happens, new classes now that Violet has a dragon, you know, flying classes, Mm -hmm. learning how to manifest your magic classes, that sort of thing. One of the big ones for Violet is that she because she has this disease and is super weak, mm-hmm. she's not able to keep her seat on the dragon, so she mm-hmm. falls off constantly, and Taryn oh. ends up using his magic to kind of keep her seated, but that weakens Taryn. So she's right. like, no, you like you can't do that all the time. I need to figure out how to keep my seat. So basically every flying lesson, she's just falling off over and over and over Jesus. again, and he's like catching her. Uh, and she starts, you know, doing a ton more gym sessions, you know, trying to strengthen her legs, that sort of thing. We find out more about Zayden's past, mm. find out... And as we find out more, of course, Violet's attraction to him grows. And then one of the most hilarious scenes to me happens. Mm. One night, Violet is in her room sleeping. <laughs> when she is awoken, she she wakes up and she's like, something's off. Something feels weird. Something feels really weird. And uh-huh. she can't quite put a finger to it. She okay. flings open her, her door and Dane or Liam's right next door. And he comes running over when he hears her. He's like what's going on and she's like oh god i know what i'm feeling it's lust she violet is basically super fucking horny and she's like (laughs) she's like what the fuck is going on with me right now i need to leave before i climb liam like a tree so she's basically like i'm fine 
and closes the door. He goes back over, and then she books it out of her room. She's like, I will go into his room, and I will I will fuck this kid. Like, I need to leave right now. I am so fucking horny. And eventually has she... Has she just never been horny in her whole no, life? No, she has. But she... It's like overpowering she like cannot control this sense of lust that uh-huh. she's feeling and she eventually places it she's like this is coming from Taryn and so she runs out in the courtyard oh no and oh, it no. turns out Taryn and Scale are getting getting it on Go and she town. when one of the dragons gets horny their bonded pair gets horny why so so she's Zayden. super fucking horny. She goes out in the courtyard, runs into Zayden, and he's basically like, Wankin'. You feel that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, no. That would be such an ick. Um, <laughs> but Zayden's out there. He's basically like, you can learn to control it. He teaches her some t- some techniques, some basic techniques to like ground herself and make it a little bit more manageable. And she- he's like, it'll get better with time. Like, you just got to keep working on the skill. And she's like, great, but I'm still kind of horny. So... <laughs> So she ends up kissing him, Ooh, and they get, they get pretty sexy. He pins mm. her up against a wall. They're oh. making out. It's pretty spicy. Yes. But then he stops, and he's like, this is not your want. You are feeling this via some other being's desire. Like, I, I we got to stop this now. I can't do this with you. Oh. And so, yes, thank you, Zayden. Consent. Yes. She does not Beautiful. have consent over the moment. Mm. And... She leaves. She's a little pissed because she's like, yeah, but I thought you were hot anyway. You know, yeah. like I was pretty turned yes. on by you to begin with. This just kind of gave me that extra boost. Mm. Whatever. They go their separate ways. And then there's something else that happens that I'm just going to touch on briefly. Basically, there's a series of squad battles, like a series of challenges. Mm-hmm. Violet's squad win, or Dane's squad, since it's his squad, but the squad Violet is in, wins. Mm-hmm. They get sent to an outpost to observe as part of their victory. Like, okay, you get to go observe real dragon riders. Violet's sister's there. They have some bonding moments. Aww. Zayden ends up showing up because it turns out Scale and Taryn can't be apart for that long. And so Zayden's like, I'm here. Mira's, <laughs> Mira's pretty pissed about Zayden and Violet's forced bond because mm-hmm. she's like, this is pretty fucked up. Like, I still, I don't really believe that he wants to kill you. Like, I believe that right. he's his needs are going to outweigh yours. Mm. And Zayden's basically like, you say that, but it's not Violet who's returning back home and missing out on this experience. I'm missing out on this experience to come here. I'm missing out on experiences to help train her. Like, she's not yeah. going to miss out on anything. I'm, I'm the one who's going to sa- make sacrifices to make sure that our needs are met as a bonded dragon pair, oh. which was great. While they're here, the main reason I bring this up, this this kind of interaction, is because this is where um, Violet discovers that she and Zayden can mind talk. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they can, they can mind talk back and forth, um, uh, which leads to some pretty fun flirty conversations mm-hmm. via their heads during various inappropriate scenes where they're supposed to be doing other things. Super fun. I love that aspect of it. And then brings us to another series of battles called the War Games. And I'm going to run through this pretty briefly, too, because I've still got quite a bit to talk about. I know I've been talking for a while. No, you're Um, fine. So the War Games are basically, it's like basically capture the flag on dragons, but it's super competitive. It's between two different wings. Uh So, of course, Jack's wing is the one that they are up against. Mm -hmm. And prior to this event, Zayden had a special saddle made for Mm -hmm. Taryn and Violet so that she could stay on... Taryn, and Taryn didn't have to put his energy into keeping her Aww. on. He also developed a little, basically like a little pouch on Taryn's chest to carry Andarna for when they go on long trips oh, and Andarna can't yes. keep up. <laughs> it's a little baby yeah. backpack. Like a little kangaroo pouch on a dragon. So I know, it's wonderful. <gasps> oh my god. Um, so oh. Violet uses the saddle, they go into, into these war games, basically capture the flag on dragons. Zack attacks Liam, mm-hmm. who is a part of their squad. 
And Liam ends up falling off his dragon, oh. and Andarna ends up stopping time so that Violet can get in and save him. Oh, nice. So they save save Liam, but it was pretty questionable there for a second. He was pretty injured. And Violet is so fucking pissed um, that her signet begins to take form. Oh. And her signet is control of lightning. <gasps> yeah. So she basically zaps Jack, like, psh, disintegrates mm. him, Bye. destroys him. Dead? Um, Dead, dead, big dead. Yeah. So let me show you a picture of that. Big daddy dead. Yeah. So. Dang. That's them on the dragon. Beautiful. Um, oh, and here's here's Liam and his dragon. Oh, why is everyone so fucking attractive? I guess the school is just made up of beautiful people. So Violet's slightly upset that her power is basically destruction. She was hoping that she'd get something like healing, like her brother. And so Dane tells her, Shh, "It's okay. Like you don't need to use your power. It's fine." And Zayden's like, stop coddling her. She's she's a military member. She's not going to be able to hide her power. Do you really think they're going to let her just, like, not use it? Like, she needs to learn how to control it. Mm -hmm. And more than that, she is fully capable of having agency over it once she learns to control it. Right. Dane's still a whiny little baby about it. But Violet leaves. She ends up going to her room for the night. Zayden ends up coming to her room afterwards Mm -hmm. to comfort her further. And he kind of talks to her about how killing's always tough. He remembers his first kill. He's still super affected by it. And he's basically like, you can take out your anger and frustration on me like you can hit me it's okay i can handle it and <laughs> violet's like okay and so she's just like attacking him with her love she kisses him <laughs> she kisses him uh-huh. and they make love and it's Ooh. a super sexy combo of like mind talking there's like her uncontrolled lightning blasting out the windows oh my god They've, oh one thing i forgot to mention so Zayden has his, like, rebellion tattoo, but once you bond with a dragon, the dragon also marks you with a tattoo. So they've both got, like, tattoos across their back, too. So there's tattoos everywhere. They're, like, breaking furniture. It's fantastic. Super sexy. In the morning, he's gone, but um, she's like, that's to be expected. But he picked her, like, a a bushel of violets and left it on her bedside table so she wouldn't wake up alone. Cute. And then there's more training montages. Mm. Um, Tension builds between... Violet and Zayden. Zayden basically tells her, like, don't fall in love with me. Super cheesy. Don't fall in love with me, though, because I have no intention of falling in love with you. And Violet's kind of like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's complete bullshit. No. So she's like, you're right. We are going to stay away from each other until you can admit that, no, you're falling for me. And I'm like, yes, queen. I love You tell him. Yes. This is where I'm going to stop. There's a big discovery and plot twist at the end that I will keep a little bit of a mystery because I didn't fully see it coming. Mm -hmm. So here are my thoughts on this book. Did I think it was good? Yes. It was so much fun. Did I think it was groundbreaking, like revolutionary? Did I think it completely deserved all the hype? No, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. But do I think it was trying to be like groundbreaking and revolutionary? No, I don't think so. I think its main purpose was to be like just a really fun, like a candy read. Like you eat it like candy. It's delicious. You eat it up, you devour it, you have a good time with it. The things that I really loved about this book are like the dragons, obviously. They're so badass, so fun. I Mm. love the connection between Taryn and Violet. I feel like Andarna's gonna have her little moment in the next books to come. Zayden's obviously really sexy. Loved Mm. all the tension. Hot. I totally get all the comparisons to the popular books. Like, I can see the 
Divergent, Twilight, mm -hmm. like those comparisons, totally get it. The thing that I really love about the hype is all the fan art, like I've showed you, yes. and then also the fan theories. I've been seeing so many videos of people posting their fan theories, like what uh, they thought, like their dissections of the book. It, like I love TikTok right now, right now just feels like a giant book club for this book, yes. and it's so much fun. So the thing that kind of brought this, this was a four out of five read for me. The thing that kind of brought it to a four mm -hmm. for me is that it was, for me, it was actually really predictable. Mm -hmm. um, nothing felt super original. So, like, the mind talking between the love interests, like, you haven't read Akatar yet, but that mm -hmm. happens in Akatar. Uh, um, the mind reading between dragons, I'm like, okay, that's kind of Aragon. You obviously know who the love interest is going to be from the start. Kind of, kind of call the dragons. Um, it's all kind of, like, predictable. And then that also kind of leads to it being, it was kind of forgettable for me. When I went through and reviewed yeah. this book, actually, to do this, mm -hmm. when I was going through it again, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a lot that I was just, like, it didn't quite stick with me because it was all kind of, like, a little bit predictable. But it was super fun. Aww. I get why people are obsessed with this book. Aww. I obviously had such a fun time talking about it. Yay. It's a very fun read. Um, and I definitely recommend it to any fans of fantasy or non-fantasy. It's very accessible to non-fantasy readers. There's a lot of, like, modern vernacular in it and things like that that make it super fun. So... That is my thoughts on this book. I love that. Yeah. Okay, follow-up question. Yes. So the unspoken little twist at the end yes. was not enough to bring it back from a four? No. Because I can't say. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it, it's like it's a it's a big twist mm -hmm. but it's like the last line of the book oh. so it's not giving enough to bump it up to like a five i see i see and i like mm -hmm. i kind of called it but in like a, a roundabout way like i didn't mm -hmm. see this particular twist coming but i thought it was going to be a twist adjacent to this okay Okay. Once you read it, I'll tell you what I thought was kind of going to happen, but... Did you enjoy, like, kind of the more substantial, like, political underpinnings that kind of formed throughout? Yes! Yes, but I think they were kind of underdeveloped. The mm. main focus, I think, was, um, was like a romance, a fun romance yeah. novel. There's a lot of things that I was kind of like rolling my eyes at, like, okay, like, of course, mm -hmm. like... Well, romance is Typical, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and actually there were... When I was figuring out how I was going to talk about this book, there were, like, two ways I was going to go. I was either going to focus kind of more on the romance and, like, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, romantic details mm -hmm. and, like, talks between Zayla and Vi Zayden and Violet that I really just cut out for the sake of time. So there's uh -huh. either the romance route and I chose to go kind of more of the plot route. Yeah. But I think when you read it, it feels more kind of cohesive in that, sure. like, they both kind of blend together. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it was kind of underdeveloped. There was a lot of things mm -hmm. that kind of happened out of convenience where I'm like, that doesn't really make sense, but... It works. Yeah. Like, you, you made that work. That's fine. But, so it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't quite, if it was to be, like, a five out of five, like, everything would have been a little bit more logical and cohesive. And, like, one of the biggest ones for me is something that I can't talk about because it has to do with the twist at the end. But uh -huh. there, I was, once the twist came, I was like, that makes no sense as to why, like, mm. the first half of this book happened <laughs> the way it did. <laughs> Um, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, beautifully done. My throat is kind of sore from talking so much. I think this is the longest I've talked about a book. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, no, it's so. I fun. hope you enjoy it, and I hope, I hope oh. that hearing the majority of the spoilers won't ruin it for you because yeah. I think it's. I like I said, it's pretty predictable. I think you could see a lot of the things that was talked about coming from like, yeah. the beginning. There's a lot of things that happen in the in between moments mm. that are a lot of fun as well. So, well, and I definitely feel like it's one of those things where certain little 
like nuggets are being leaked. Yes. Like it is that point where like yeah. everyone's like, I just want to talk about it. Right, her. exactly. It's kind of hard to avoid any spoilers. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. Ugh. So it turns out, due to some technical difficulties on my end, I lost my recording. That's right, you heard it from me, that I lost <laughs> my recording for this week. Um, so, uh, yeah. But I do not come empty-handed. Steph and I would like to announce that we will be hosting a very bookish giveaway and we will be announcing the details of said giveaway next episode of Rather Be Reading Podcast. We have included a bunch of fun little bookish goodies, including a book journal, like a like a book club reading journal, a bookish candle that smells amazing. It's like tobacco-y. It kind of smells like your grandpa's sweater. It's lovely. And other bookish things. So stay tuned for the next episode where we will be um, discussing the details of that giveaway. Also, for this week, I read, just to let you know, I read Library of the Dead by T.L. Huchu, and I gave it a five out of five stars. It's incredible and I highly recommend. I'll probably talk about it in a future episode. It was amazing. And lastly, I am a little bit relieved that y'all weren't there for the would you rather because it was kind of gross, but I'm gonna tell you anyways. In this would you rather, (laughs) we explored whether we would rather fart silently for the rest of our lives, but every time we fart it's extremely deadly like stinky right or audibly fart every single time we say the word i um so it was a nice fun full (laughs) uh conversation and was kind of yucky but also mostly just hilarious and uh i'm relieved uh pun intended (laughs) that you didn't have to listen to that uh yeah next episode stay tuned for more details on our bookish giveaway we are so excited to connect with you um and we will talk to you soon bye